I'm from the home of the Mark Licker, talk slicker, with guns spark quicker, on fraud niggas, the niggas better walk with ya, take the long way home, my finger itching in this barrel so long, like Pinocchio knows, my list of foes grows, casket clothes, airtight like mystical cornrows, uh, exposed rap niggas, took hoes from rap niggas, never said shit when they see me, get your toe tag nigga, the cop the lyricist, you niggas can't get with this, used to tap Dre on the shoulder like nigga, come hit his shit, be thinking he slick as shit, nigga sweeter in licorice, Los Angeles God. We mob like infamous, ain't from Queensbridge or Brooklyn. But we done shook ones, bullets, I didn't took some. Crack, I didn't cook some. Don't you stand there and look dumb. Ain't no honor amongst thieves, especially when the hook comes. Lives, I didn't took some. And be the type of niggas I think I should make a move for But I came to let you know I keep that heat for Doors when your rap bars is icky. I pull up floors and take them charges with me. A vintage doors as I explore the city. Police with my henchmen, nigga, word to Jimmy. You could be swimming in the Hudson, it's nothing. Think I'm bluffing, guns cop, say something. Ain't too many real niggas in this here rap shit. The industry's soft, from flies getting slammed and shit. I feel like Mayweather and Mayweather. Whoop the right nigga, ass, it might pay better. Got my Tim's on the gas in this gray sweater. Tag Coogee, I bet you be more cautious if you knew me Your girl trying to do me Hoochie groupie She trying to catch up on a Gucci Baby, no, I'm out like Karuchi Gave me that BJ So I slid in that bazooki And that's why I'm the dookie You fuck me, I'm fucking your bitch Stupid I hear something tell me That I'm the type of nigga You could be down for And I'll be hearing niggas Say they gon' kill me and be the type of niggas I think I should make a move for But I came to let you know I keep that I let these niggas fall You know I know where you live at, boy You know I know where you live at, boy You know I know where you live at, boy You know I know where you live at, boy You know I know where you live at, boy You know I know where you live at, boy Welcome to the 11th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. This is your boy, Royalty. And yo, it's your boy, Young Fly in the Rest. Welcome to the All Hip Hop Podcast. Everything we discuss on this podcast is hip hop related. Uh, you guys probably heard the show start off a little bit differently. What you guys heard was Step Up. Uh, off the Gaines Documentary 2 featuring Dage Loaf and Shay Shay. Uh, this is just part of the new format that we'll be doing going forward on the podcast. So get used to a lot of a lot of new changes coming in. So just wanted to give y'all that heads up. Um, as we always start off the podcast, Rejects, uh, just want to continue to thank you guys for all the support, all the downloads, uh, everything that you guys do on social media, uh, promoting the show and everything. Want to thank you, get thank you guys for that, and uh, what you got, young? Yo, man, I just had the craziest weekend, man. Like, I went down to my old college, University of Southern Miss, you know, for homecoming, man. And like, the whole while I was down there, the clubs was jumping, and everything. And you know, something that was amazing 
the most amazing thing I saw was the whole while we was out, not one fight, not one altercation broke out. Yeah, it's like that's always good, though. That's always good when you you can you know people can come together and you know just actually just celebrate or you know just get together in general and have a good time and not be no type of violence or fights or anything like that. Yeah, man, like it was spectacular, man. And you know while I was down there, you know jammed a lot of music that I played while I was in college. So, you know, we went back to Lil John and the East Side Boys, Lil Scrappy, Trillville, you know, Bun B, uh, tri- first Trill album, you know, uh, most most known, unknown, 3-6. I mean, I just went, I went and brought out the dust, to, threw the dust off a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's good, man. It's always good to, you know, Go out of town. I've been meaning to do the same thing. Uh, don't really have an alma mater to go back to as of yet. Still, still doing school right now. But uh, man, I've been man, I've been battling allergies. Man, it's been kind of weird because you know weather changing. We getting into the fall, holiday season, stuff like that, and it's like so weird to be dealing with allergies right now. Yeah, man, I, I feel you, man. Like right now, I'm stopped up right now because like it went from. 90 degrees to 60 degrees in a matter of 12 hours where I was at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, same, you know, thing, same thing here. And, and today it's, it's starting to rain. It's supposed to rain really bad going into the weekend. So uh, we're going to see how this weather going to change and turn out. But, yeah, I also want to send out my shout-outs. I, I just want to thank everybody that continues to listen to us, that continues to support us, the downloads, the shares, all your opinions, comments, everything. We appreciate y'all, man. And like we always say, you keep on supporting us. We're going to keep on giving y'all this hip-hop news. Exactly, exactly. Man, make sure y'all are, y'all are continuing to pass it. If you haven't, if you've listened to the podcast, you listen to it on a daily basis, religious basis, man, like share it with whoever it is. Put it on your Facebook page. Maybe somebody will be, you know, maybe you got somebody that you may not even know that's a hip-hop fan. And may even click on the link and you know may discover something new. They may they may like us. So uh, continue to do that, y'all, and uh, let's keep things going. Uh, man, what you been listening to this week? Oh, basically, man. Like I said earlier, man, I've been listening to like old hip hop, uh, Three Six Mafia, most known, the unknowns, uh, Crunk Juice, Lil Wayne, and um, I mean. Ooh, Lil John and Eastside boys, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Lil Scrappy, Trillville, get up, you know, they had around that time they came out with that get on my level, you know, just a bunch of club bangers that when I was in college used to shut the club down, so you know, that good old, uh, that good old crunk era, man. That was the, that was a good era in time of music. I tell you that. Yeah, man, it was. Let's see, man. Uh, me this week, I mean, I've been, well, I've been jamming. I've been jamming documentary, too, constantly. Um, I'll get into I get into that uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, what else have I been listening to? Still jamming. Still jamming. Andy Menio's Uncomfortable. Um, let's see. That was, that's mainly what I've been listening to on my Spotify account. And I got my MP3s. I got Got in the got in the car. Uh, I've been jamming a lot of. I've been actually I've been jamming a lot of OJZ. 
I finished up. Uh, I was listening to Black Album, like part of the part of the beginning of the week. Then I'm just getting it to like before I got to the house. I'm on Blueprint One, so I've been. I kind of, I kind of randomized it and just jumped from album to album. So, so what's your favorite Jay Z album? Uh, Blueprint Two. Mine's is Blueprint One, and then my second favorite is Life and Times of Sean Carter Volume Two. So, okay, see no, which one? Which one be pipping on? Is it Volume Two or Volume Three? Uh, Volume Three. Well, that's my favorite one. Life and Times of uh, Sean Carter. Yeah, Volume Three. Uh, my second one would be uh, Rock La Familia. That was actually the first Jay Z album I bought, and it was on cassette at the time. And really didn't, you know, during that time when you have cassettes, man, you didn't really feel like fast forwarding because you, you know, you'd be playing the game of fast forward rewind to get to the beginning of the song, so you just let it play all the way through. So it really became my favorite album because I had to listen to the, listen to the whole album because it was on cassette. So you know, you know. That's how we became. I I, I understand. Like back in the day, it was easy to become a hip hop head, and you learned the lyrics to songs easily because when you was on the radio, trying to when you had the radio and you was trying to catch a song and record it, <laughs> you had to sit there and stand by the radio all day. When mm-hmm. that song came on, yep, you had to hear it, hear record and all that, man. So you sitting, you sitting, you sitting close by the radio. With your hands on the play and record buttons, you had to hit two buttons just to just for for to record, and you was just like just had your hands on there, just like waiting for the song to roll back around again, just so you could record it. These kids, they'll never know the struggle. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea, no idea. All right, y'all. Uh, as we always do, um, make sure you guys are hitting us up on uh, Twitter at the Hip Hop Rejects. Make sure you guys follow us for all the latest uh, news and updates. Sometimes we tend to, you know, some things we probably may mention on the podcast or try to give you guys a heads up on, you know, what we're going to talk about. Uh, also hit us up on Instagram at the hip hop rejects or, and also email us any of your questions uh, at the hip hop rejects at gmail.com. So, um, let's get into some, uh, get into some news. Uh, we got, so we talked about on a couple podcasts ago, can't remember exactly what episode it was, um, but we brought up Jay-Z and Timberland were going to court for, speaking of Big Pippin, uh, they were going to, going to court for Big Pippin um, for more than like, a, well, more on the realms of like copyright infringement. Um, so they was in court this past Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, so basically how it went down, uh, Jay-Z came into the courtroom, uh, just, well, let me rewind real quick, give you guys a rundown that probably don't know what's going on. So Jay-Z and Timbo got sued, um, by Egyptian composer, um, who created a song called Kosara Kosa, uh, song from like 1957. The flute you hear in Big Pippin is from that song. Uh, so the gentleman's family that... Um, that has ownership to that song uh, is suing them over it. So um, basically on Tuesday, so Jay-Z spent about 90 minutes going through questioning and stuff like that. Also, Jay brought uh, copies of Volume 3, Life and Time, Sean Carter, for the juries to see that they did know and credit the song that they sampled it from. And Jay-Z stated we, you know, we went through all the proper steps 
to get rights to the to get rights to the record. Um, and so at this point, um, and also on top of that, Jay also mentioned said that the rights were probably were, like I said were properly negotiated with his, with the with the composer's family, and they had been been paid repeatedly for the song. So some shading is going on in this particular situation. So um, we'll see what we'll see what goes down. Uh, I know the case is still still going on as we speak. So so we'll see we'll see what happens. From what everything that I've read about, it seems like uh. Seems like um, Jay and Tim gonna win. You know what's crazy, man? Big Pimpy came out what ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere around there, yeah. And they just saying something like fifteen years later. Exactly, and so it makes me wonder, like, okay, so was the when did the father pass away? That's one of the questions. So was he still alive at the time, and was that? Was the deal of the of the sampling of the sampling of the sounds from that record was it negotiated with the father? And yes, you know, because I'm pretty sure that family is seeing those checks, man. I'm like, I'm just not understanding like why they, you know, why they trying to. It, it sounds like they're trying to be shady about it, just trying to. You know what it sounds like more. to me? What? The family having money troubles, and they think that's and that's probably the only thing they can they got. That's still relevant that they can try to make money off of. Yeah, because you got to think how big that record is, and you got to think, okay, what percentage of you know sales and royalties they're getting from from their record. So, because Big Pippin was one of Jay Z's biggest records of all time. So, I mean, it was Grammy nominated. Yeah, so I can imagine you know what he's probably still getting on it, getting on as far as royalties. You know, with stream, with you know artists being able to recoup. Uh, royalties from streaming and all that stuff now. So, man, who knows what that what, kind, of, what kind of checks they're getting? But at the same time, for the, just that flute part, I wouldn't think that the royalties would be um, really huge. It's probably no more than like five percent, six percent, something like that, due to the fact that you know it's just the flute. It's not like it's not like he composed the whole song. It's right. not like he wrote lyrics to the song. They just sample part of uh, they just sample one instrument out of his out of his uh, song. So, but you got to think though, think about listening to Big Pimp without those flutes. Yeah, I, 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 I primarily made, you know, like I said, you never know what how, what you know what what kind of deal they worked out. Like I said, if the, I don't know, I'll do a little bit more research on the situation. But I wonder was when when the record was being made, like when Timberland was producing the record and it was getting all, you know, cause you know, you have to go through like getting samples cleared and stuff like that. Right. I wonder was the, fa- was the father alive at the time when it was being, you know, when everything was being clear and he gave his, okay, this is, you know, this is what you're going to get paid, you know, A, B and C and, and go on. So I think it's what you said though. Said though young is probably, you know, family trying to milk it. Funds getting low. That's yeah, a, lot of time. A, lot, a lot of times what I be what we said before uh, on past episodes when it comes to a lot of these people, you know, suing for unknown reasons. Example: the the, the gay family um, with yeah. blurred lines and stuff like that. So you know, ain't no telling. It actually won the Grammy for best hip hop song uh, in the year two thousand. It came out in ninety nine. Okay, uh, okay. 
I'm bringing up the article now. Um, what's going? How how was it? It broke down. But we can move on. We can come back to come back to this once I get the article together. Okay. All right. Um, all right. We got uh. <laughs> PG Hip Hop Awards, man. We got uh, Starface uh, got arrested um, after accepting his I Am Hip Hop Award um, at the BG Hip Hop Awards last week. Uh, he was arrested for unpaid child support. Um, he recently gave a statement, um, I think it was today or either like a day ago, uh, in relation to the situation. Um, he's already he's already posted bail. Um, and I want to say from the, from the sounds of what I was reading, what I was hearing about it, it sounded like, you know, the baby mama was in Atlanta, so which is the reason why they got him in Atlanta. So, um, but he said he wouldn't speak too much on the situation because cause he, you know, wanted to have respect because there's a young child involved, so he didn't want to say what he really wanted to say about the situation. So he kind of left it at that, but he said it was, you know, wrongful um, accusations toward him in relation to that unpaid child support. So, You know what, man? In this, in this rap game, a lot of these cats got kids. And they got multiple baby mamas. And when a baby mama see, feel like she not getting her just due, then they go file these charges and stuff. And I, I really don't feel like it's cool, man. You know, like, if you work something out with the father that you're going to get this certain amount of money, but you blowing the money when he say, I'm not going to give you no more than what I'm giving you. I'm not saying that's what's going on here, but I've seen this a lot. Yeah. They typically try to, they typically try to use the child as a bargaining tool. Right. Or they, or they say that, you know, if you don't give me, you know, ABC, this amount, you know, if you give me, don't give me this amount because this amount is not enough, then I'm going to say you're not paying child support. And, you know, how the law goes nowadays when it comes to child support, they're going to believe them over, there, over, over the father anyway. So, Right, and my thing is this. Like, I really don't like the way child support is broken down because my money, if I had a child, I don't have any kids. If I had a child and I had to pay child support, my money should go towards taking care of my child, not getting it like they the parent the, the parents should have to the mother should have to produce the mother or father whoever's receiving child support should have to produce receipts monthly on what she spent that money on because a lot of these mothers go out here and they do stuff like get their hair done, get their nails done, or they go buy their new boyfriend some stuff and, and and sometimes neglect the child because they're using that money to better themselves and not the child. They probably go buy the child an outfit or something, but that's about it. They're using the money to live a lifestyle that they want to live and not for, and I'm not saying all mothers do this, but majority of them do it. Yeah, that's true because a lot of these a lot of these rappers, hip hop artists <coughs> sorry, y'all. Uh, hip hop artists are like super duper generous with what they pay some of these baby mamas um, a month for child support, and it's like you know I'm like I'm saying to myself I'm like man it don't cost that much to take care of. I'm talking I'm talking about I've heard you know 
like child support payments that are in the six digits. It don't take six digits to pay take care of no kid. I'm sorry. I got one. I got one of my own, and I ain't man. I shoot. I probably would be living where I'd be living if it costs that much to have a kid. You don't cost. It ain't you know cost of having a kid. Ain't you know it ain't that serious. So, you know, I understand. You know, you know, being a father, you want to make sure your kid has everything. But at the same time, as you were saying, young, it's like these these moms out here are just taking taking advantage of the generosity and the, you know the the tax bracket that they're that the that they're that the baby father's in. And again, like you said, like they they accustomed to living a certain type of lifestyle when you know majority of that money is not even going to the kid at all. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, if Scarface wasn't paying no child support, then that's wrong on his part. But if he was and she's just angry, that's just that's just being petty. And you don't attack nobody. You don't attack nobody life with something petty, man, because that man would have got locked up. And that's something they fail to realize. If the man get locked up, how can he pay child support if he locked up? Right. Oh, I'm like, come on, man! And plus, Scarface just put out an album. He probably didn't. He probably wasn't having too many profits coming in to pay you the amount that you wanted. So he probably dropped that album to catch up. Yep. Now the crazy thing about it is, I think this is a California law. I want to say it's. Uh, oh no! You know what it was? Um, it was a Neo situation where he, you know. Accept it, you know. I think in California is this way. If you accept that you are the baby father, <coughs> allergies, man. Um, even if you accept that you're the baby's father, even if you're not biologically, you know, by actual blood test, and let's say you, you know, you're taking care of the child. Let's say you were to leave. From what I've heard, you still have to pay child support. Yeah, that's that's just not a California law. That's the same here in Mississippi. Like if you if 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 you're dating somebody and you, when you get with if you get with a woman and she's pregnant already before when, when y'all start dating and that child is born and throughout those months you agree to take care of that child even though that child isn't yours and she knows who the father is if she put your name on the birth certificate you are legally obligated for eighteen years to pay child support if you leave that and is- then she can still get money from the from the uh, biological bi- bi- biological father, that is freaking crazy, dude. Like, and these females milk that you know they milk that system like that, man. But it's hard for a father to to get child support from a mother, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. I, I don't mean not to go off topic, but I got an example. I have a cousin who's a doctor now. When he was in college, he got his girlfriend at the time pregnant, and she lives back here in Greenville. He lives in Kansas City, and he's a doctor. He's married. Uh, his wife's a doctor, and they have a, a, another child. Well, he pays child support every month. He's recorded conversations of her telling him what he does, what she does with the money, and how you know this and that. And what she ain't gonna do with the money, and if he ever stop. So my cousin been trying to get custody of his child because he don't feel like his child been taken care of with his money. You know the courts deny him every time, say a child belongs with the mother. 
That's crazy. And she has to be, you know, proven in some way unfit in some type of way, either deranged or crazy for them to, for a father to even get custody, even if. But I'm just saying, if you recall a conversation, okay, she lives in the projects, she got three other kids, and he just won't, you know, he just feel like he can take better care of his child than she can. And he's in a, she's a single mother with four kids. He's married and has another child. So I don't see, I don't see how the condition of that child being with his mother is better than being with his father. Exactly. I mean, you're probably putting the child in a better situation altogether. She should be, she should be happy. He's taking one away. (laughs) Now you got three instead of four. But yeah, man, let's move on to the next topic because we can talk about this all day. <laughs> all right, uh, we got um, got Jazz Prince um, requesting eleven million dollars of Drake's royalty from Cash Money. Uh, basically, what went down in this situation was Cash Money agreed to pay Jazz and. Um, Aspire Records, um, which is the label that he was originally signed to before Cash Money said they wanted to sign him, um, they agreed to 22% of all of Drake's advance advancements uh, going forward. So, and of course, Cash Money is saying, you know, it's something completely different. So, man, what up with these cats, man? Like, all of this year, they owe for money, man. <laughs> Man, as much money as we've talked about these people on people on this podcast, like they getting round to like you shoot, man, they broke for the most part. Shoot, I mean, as much money we talked about them on certain people, um, I think even as well, man, I think even this is this is really funny. Okay, um, Wayne is getting sued. By his lawyers. What? Yes. This is very. This is very recent. His lawyers are suing him. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, hold on. Hold on. And I can pull. Let me. I could. I could actually pull this up. I didn't look at what this for What Wayne did to make them fall mad? <laughs> I don't know, man. They no longer your lawyers if they suing you. <laughs> And then on top of that, he's dealing. He's fighting the, you know, the sex tape case too, trying not to get that to come out. And I think it was the same lawyers that was helping him with that case. I'm like, did not get paid by? Did they not get paid? I don't get it. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, here you go. I found it. All right. So Wayne's been sued by his attorneys, who represented him during the signature signature Jets lawsuit. Um, Paying um, unsignature jets after losing lawsuit filed by a private jet company. It appears that Wayne may also be paying added money to the lawyers who represented him during this case. Wow. So it's some unpaid fees. Rep- uh, let's say this is uh, Wayne reportedly still owes his lawyer over $80,000. Wayne's counsel say he's already paid $12,000 retainer he paid when he. Hired them back in August 2014, but still owes them $80,682.45. <laughs> 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 
Hey, and, on, and, on, and, on, and on top of that, rapper lost. He lost the case for the signature, the signature Jets case several weeks ago, and as a result, he had to dish out two million to the company. I wanted, to, the, I wanted the signature Jets even get that two million, being that who the bank account they has to come out of. Baby. Right. Okay, juvenile called it years ago. Juvenile said, "Play with me if you want it. Cash money going broke." <laughs> Man, it's only just a matter of time. We got three months. We got three months left in the year. Um, Twenty sixteen. Man, it's probably gonna go down. Something. Man, it's crazy, man. Like seriously, y'all can't pay y'all bills. And on y'all- top, of, and on top of that, okay, this is another thing that I also heard. Um, and I think I heard this on it was something that I was listening to that cash money because this is what the lawsuit that's going through that Wayne is putting uh cash money through um saying that that cash money also secretly owes Drake and Nikki some royalties as well a large amount as well that they haven't they have that they haven't paid Dang, man so they better go to the pawn shop with their jewelry and pay these folks. Man, boys gonna be selling houses and cars. All them red cars he got. I wanna sell a bunch of them joints. Pay his debt off. It's crazy, man. Boy gonna be going set up for going from rags to riches. They're gonna be going to riches to riches to fall from riches to rags. And you know what? It's a lot of stuff starting to make sense. That's probably why Wayne wanted to lead cash money because he's seen where where things were going financially. Yeah. It's either it's either they don't got no money if they why they're not paying these people. Or either they got the money and they just, you know, they just saying, you know, his mentality, baby's mentality is like, I ain't paying nobody. You gotta sue me to get it. And people doing that, they shoot sound like it still like sound like people getting their money. Exactly. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Most of our most of our podcasts that we've done since we started. You didn't tell me for eleven weeks we had something to say about baby not paying people. For for at least for a good ten episodes. And you mean tell me as much as he talk about what he got, he was on the Forbes list. And you can't pay these folks? Exactly. Come on, man. Something ain't right. Definitely not right. I wanted to do he owe any taxes. Um, I'm pretty sure Uncle Sam is probably going to eventually not come knock on the door if he does. I'm pretty sure he does. If he ain't paying people, I'm pretty sure he ain't paying the government. Come on, this is a dude from the hood. Think he's worth paying taxes? Probably not. She let us let alone. He evidently must not be paying his account because bills ain't getting paid. Them folks are gonna come and seize everything. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like an episode of Empire. The FBI gonna FBI gonna raid that joint. I'm telling you. I'm gonna shut it down. All right. Well. All right. All right. So since we're talking about cash money, uh, well, this particular this particular guy, uh, Young Money, uh, last night, uh, Drake dropped his Hotline Bling video. It's been 
burning up social media for the past 24 hours with man so many so many memes and some of everything man it's like it's crazy and i know when that hot like bling <laughs> why my boy dancing like that in the video though man like, and the the meme with the him dancing to the merengue was like I was like dying laughing. I'm like, yo, Drake, what was you doing, man? Like I saw a meme that said, uh, Drake is the new Michael Jackson. And I, I was him. like <laughs> Like, no, nah, dog. It's crazy. Drake looked like he was on one for real, for real in that video. I was like, that was like the everybody. Everybody was saying like, oh, that's the victory dance. Uh, it's like, shoot, man. You know what? The dude that was on the roof. Remember the dude, the, the recently the dude that was on the roof dancing while the house was on fire. Uh huh. Yeah, he was doing Drake dance. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did. It's just your first time ever seeing Drake dance, and I don't know. That's just like that's hot. In Toronto, but you need to take that back to the six. And your woe should have told you to slow down before you even got up that door. In there, though. That boy was happy. That was like they were told. They told Drake, like, "Oh, you doing choreography in the video? What?" And he just like lost it. I love the song. I ain't gonna lie. I like the song. No, the song. Yeah. Is, the song is, the song is very catchy. Uh, yeah. As like a. It's really, it's, I know it's, it's really, really catchy song. I know in the first time again, I know when I originally heard it on the radio, I didn't like it too much in the beginning, but it kind of grew on me. I mean, I liked it from first. Cause it, it, you know how I be complaining about this, um, this singing rap, but you know it's something Drake been doing since he jumped off. Yeah, you know, it's, so. like, it's, like, it's not like it's something he started to do or whatever. He's just something he's been. He's been doing it. That's been his thing since the beginning. And plus, he came out with back-to-back and energy and charged up. So I know he can rap. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I'm gonna need you to go get a choreographer for the next for the next time you want to dance, <laughs> Aubrey. That wasn't cool, man. Next year, I'll see him doing a doing a damn dance battle. <laughs> All right, man. So, as we said, podcast, this is going to be a completely different format, how we do things. Um, we're going to take a quick music break. Um, as we said, we're going to be playing through the rest of the podcast. If we take these breaks, we'll be um, kind of playing some songs from the game's documentary, too. Uh, the next song we'll be playing will be Circles featuring Q-tip, Q-Tip Eric Bellinger, and Shake Shake. All right, y'all enjoy. Going in the circle. I just want you to come home, no matter if it's late at night. Are you talking? I know you're saying you're working, but baby boy, this feeling ain't right. I'm sorry, trying to get my money, you know that. Fuck that, we got enough house. Enough cause you didn't bought me enough jewelry tied Are you shit, my nigga, you hear me? You know I be at the studio and nigga, shit Nigga, you lying? Who you trying to run that game on? Who you think I am? I'm not one of these thoughts you met at Playhouse I, I drove that. by, nigga, you was in that Drake house Parked my shit at Ye House and hopped in the Uber 
You ain't complain when I bought that Maybach. Put you in Chanel, your friend Chanel can't even say that. You wanted to see Rihanna, I put you and your friends at the concert. Closet full of Giuseppe's, you came a long way from Converse. Took you out that Hong Kong, put you in that time for All this arguing, I ain't got no time for it. You called my phone like 50 times, don't do no shit like that. I was just fucking them girls, I was gonna get right back. Spinning around, spinning around. Strapping up, shit. You acting up? Yeah, I'm acting up, nigga. You're not gonna keep on playing me. You're not gonna keep on playing me. Is it gonna be this bitch or your family? I'll kill that bitch, whole family. I hate you. What your crazy ass shooting in the house for? What your dumb ass screwing in the house for? And what time you get home anyway? Shit, about four. And that's what the fuck you sleeping on the couch for? I don't give a fuck, dog life. I'm an outlaw. And the next bitch ain't nothing but a house call. Scrolling through my iPhone, looking for my side chick. This bitch always flipping, pushing buttons like a sidekick. That's when I hop in my Jeep and pull it up to toxic. And while you gone, guess what? I'll be bouncing on that side dick, nigga, nigga, nigga. from the break all right so let's get into um so last week was the bt hip-hop awards i know young you didn't get a chance to see it based on you know the situation of how cable is structured back home so um i was able to check out the bt hip-hop 2015 bt hip-hop awards 
Um, and so I'm gonna get my thoughts on things. Uh, yeah, you can chime in, you know, here and there. Let me know what you think about some of these results that uh, some of the stuff that went down at the at the BT Hip Hop Awards. Um, I gotta say though, man, like I know um, I was tweeting through the entire through the entire show. I mean, I do social media, but man, it's hard to tweet for two hours straight. <laughs> I don't know, like how some people do it. I don't know if like certain, because it was certain hip hop websites that you know that we follow as well that were you know tweeting the show as well. It's like, man, I'm wondering like, man, do they got a bot or what's going on? Because a lot of a lot of places got bots though. Like seriously, they got to man. Because I'm like, they popping, they were popping, they were popping up tweets like, shoot, man, I had to set my tweets up like ahead of time as soon as the segment started just so I can be able to hit it once it's over with. I'm like, man, I don't see how some people do it. It's crazy. Yeah. So, right. so, um, so 2015 BT Awards uh, was in ATL this year, like it is every year. Um, this year was hosted by Snoop Dogg for the, I want to say, like, second year in a row. Um, so we got, let's see, first we got one talk about some of the winners of the different categories. Um, we got, well, one thing, okay, before I, let's rewind real quick before I get into all of that. Um, one thing I did notice, though, on a lot of the categories we talked about on the on the pre-BT uh, Hip Hop Awards podcast, a lot of the, I know with a lot of award shows, they don't have all the time in the world to go over every category, but I don't even feel like they went through I probably even half of these, at least either it was me or I, either I blacked out on Twitter, one of the two. But I don't remember recalling a lot of these categories and a lot of these winners that were that were announced, or either that or how it is at most BT awards, the artists are never there. So, but that's just how I felt and how what I how I saw it. But I don't remember a lot of these categories being being named. Um, all right, so we got best hip hop video. Uh, Kendra Lamar won this category uh, with All Right. What? Uh, yep. I don't think we. I can't remember who was in the category. Category, but I don't know. We didn't. We didn't pick All Right at all. I know that much for, for sure. Um, no, nah, because it was like Nikki was up in there. And, um, mm-hmm. But for like, I think it was like for Anaconda or something like that. Yeah. So you got that. You got a uh, best collabo. And doing group, uh, it was Big Sean featuring Drake and Kanye West with Blessings on that category. Um, best live performer um, was J. Cole. I know we didn't pick J. Cole either. We picked... We picked Nicki or Drake, one of the two, because of the... I think it was Drake that we picked. Yeah, because we were saying because of the Meek Mills joint. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. Uh, we got Lyricists of the Year, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Rightfully, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Right. Uh, video director of the year, uh, Bidney Boom won this category. Okay. We got uh, DJ of the year, uh, DJ Mustard. Like I said, wasn't no surprise there. Kind of figured because he's always all over the freaking place. Uh, and then uh, Mike LeMay. Uh This was kind of a shocker, though. Producer of the year was DJ Mustard. Wow. You mean he's, Sidney Pharrell didn't win? He produced a lot of records, but I mean, I don't think none of his stuff was on the level of happy as far as sales go. Just saying. Yeah. I know, you know, the happy beat ain't like a 
a super duper masterpiece in the, in the in the words of you know of saying, but I mean the song did do good, but that's just me. Uh track of the year, no surprise here. Uh Fetty Watt with Trap Queen. Um album of the year on this one. Well deserved. And he truly deserved to win album of the year. J. Cole with Forest Hill Drive. Good shot, good shot. About time, man. Uh, let me see. We got Who Blew Up Award, which is more on the lines of, you know, who was the hottest, who was the hottest coming out pretty much. Uh, Fetty Wap, no surprise there. Hustle of the Year, Dr. Dre. I think we picked, I think we picked Dre on that one too, did we? Or was it Jay? I think it was Jay-Z. I think we picked Jay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, we got uh, Major Look Award, was Best Hip Hop Style, Dej Loaf. I don't know, uh, I don't know who we, yeah. Well, so it's cool to like a boy and a girl at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You should have saw my tweet, man. Uh, when she came out for the performance she had with Kid Ink. I she was like, like a mannequin. Uh, it was like, it was like so, com- like, the way she, like, I think I even put the way she dresses confuses me. Because it's like, you hear her and it's like, that little boy. And then when you see her, it's like, you know, Okay, it's a female, so it's really like it's really confusing. And she's dating. Um, she's not. I know. I know she's not. She's not uh, homosexual or gay or anything like that. Um, but she's dating little Dirk. So she she likes guys. Yeah. So she's dating guys, but it's just it's her her way she dresses. Just like I said, I mean, like I tweeted that night. It like confuses me a lot of the times. Every time, every time I see it. Um, Best club banger is uh, Big Sean featuring E-40. I don't fuck with you. We I think we that. chose that. Yeah, yeah we, we chose, chose it. We chose that. Um, no surprise on this one. Best mixtape, Future with 56 Nights. He had three mixtapes in the category. So, like I said, probability, he was going to win. Just wasn't sure which album, was just sure which mixtape was going to be. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> we got... Um, Sweet Sixteen best featured uh, best featured verse, which was Drake off of uh, Fetty Wap's uh, "My Way Re- My Way" remix. Um, Impact track, which is, was a, uh, actually a shocker, but I kind of see why it was. Um, Kendrick Lamar with uh, "All Right." Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, reason why I say I'm pretty sh- I'm, I was pretty sure why it won was simply because. Uh, all right, video is mainly about police brutality, in which this is what majority of 2015 has been about. Kind of saw how that won. Yeah. Um, we got People's Champ Award, which was Big Sean featuring Drake and Kanye West with Blessings. Now, with the award ceremony, like, this has been like a growing trend for not just the hip hop awards, like the BT Awards in general. Like, I don't think. I don't think Big Sean, nor Kendrick Lamar, nor J. Cole, and I know Fetty Wap wasn't there because he's still recovering from his accident. But what any of these people here, I think the only person I know that was there was like DJ Mustard. You want me to tell you why? Why? This is just my assumption. BET is not BET anymore. Yeah, they don't, they don't, um, artists don't respect the awards itself. And kind of like what I did see that that kind of shocked me during the commercials of the awards, because you know they tend to advertise because they, they treat like when they have award shows like it's like a new 
new season for the network or whatever. And yeah. uh and they started they premiere a lot of shows. So I noticed they said I noticed they advertising a show called BT Jams. So this is supposed to be a video show. I didn't get an actual confirmation on the date on it, but I'm gonna look for it. So we're gonna see. Are they are they gonna get back into the groove of doing videos once again? Maybe they maybe they're finally seeing what we're seeing and But you know, on the day that the BET Hip Hop Wars were the Million Man March was going on also. So that's probably why a lot of them didn't even show up. Yeah, very true. Because you know that award show is pre-recorded. Right, right. That's true. So that's that's probably why a lot of them didn't show up for that occasion. Because I know as I was following the Million Man March on Facebook and Twitter, they were showing pictures of like a lot of cats that you just named that didn't show up. Snoop Dogg was there, but he had to show up because he was hosting the show. So, you know. Hey, man, you would have think that if the host can show up and be at the Million Man Mind, you think the artist can show up and be receiving an award because... But I think a lot of those cats that, that, that didn't show up that was that went to the Million Man March did shows that night for all the people that was there. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Um, all right, so we got... Um, so I'm going to go over some things as far as, like, my perspective on on best performances and uh, best ciphers that went down that went down during the BT Hip Hop Awards. Um, I got best performance of the night for me was Puff Dad and the Family with uh, the new record they got called Work that's going to be coming off of Puff Dad and the Family No Way Out 2. Um, and they brought out they brought out Little Kim for the performance. There was uh, King Los was out there. And uh, it was somebody else. I think I think it was Red Cafe and somebody else that was out. No, it was Styles P that was out there actually. Um, so that was one. Of the, that was a very good performance. Diddy's been tearing it up for the past couple of war shows because I know the BT Awards he performed too. Yeah, that's when he did that slick fall into a hole. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's that's so true. I almost forgot about that. Um, other performances of the night, um, the BT Awards kicked off with a uh, performance from Future. Uh, there's also was Dro performing uh, We in the City. That for me probably was my next favorite, next favorite performance, just because I like Young Dro and We in the City goes hard. Um, then you had the performance with Days Loaf Kid Inc. and DJ Mustard. Um, then you had uh, Rich Homie Quan with Flex. Which was actually in a suit during the performance, which was actually shocking. Um, he also had who closed the show was Travis Scott. Um, got new respect for Travis. Travis Scott. He did a he did a you know very good performance. I would say. Um, what I do wish though, man, like this is just on the sidebar, on um, not related to the B Tip Pop Awards. A lot of rappers, man. Like everybody, you know when Wayne became popular and he had the dreads, like everybody is coming in the hip hop game with twists and, you know, dreads and all that stuff. Everybody's starting to look the same to me. I think, you know, rappers getting into the game or up the company hip hop artists that listen to this podcast, like, man, change your look. If you got dreads, man, don't come into the game with dreads. You're looking like everybody else or you're looking like a, a Wayne or, or, uh, 
ASAP Rocky lookalike or anything like that, man. Like, man, change the look up because everybody with these twists and dreads and all this, everybody's starting to look the same to me. I'm starting to get confused on which artist it is until I hear the song. You know what? That's one of the reasons why Fabulous is one of my favorite artists because his style is all its own. Like, yeah, boy, yeah, the boy rocking a flat top right now. Yeah, but you know, I'm talking about as far as his clothes or whatnot. The haircut, you know, that's he one of the reasons why I kept an even fade. I'm not rocking a high top, a flat top, due to the fact that I'm grown. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I had a flat top back in the early '90s. But um, you know, it's it's I'm 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 agreeing with you because I I don't like the fact to see that all these folks like it was cool. With, like when Buster when Buster first came out, he had dreads. Buster was the only dude in the game with dreads, man. And that was his, and the thing is for him, that was his signature. And yeah, with Buster is coming. And Buster, I feel like Buster, even though his you know his wordplay and his flow is still always would be on point. But I feel like when he when he cut his dreads, I feel like Buster lost some of his identity when he did that. <laughs> And I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like Buster Rhymes, like when he did that, he fell off to me. I mean, and it's just the fact of him getting older, you know what I'm saying? But you know, now that everybody like that ain't no okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say with with Buster Rhymes, I know yeah he getting older, but him getting fat ain't no excuse. Just saying, because yeah. I'm finna go because I'm finna go into somebody that was going through some times. Going into the early two thousands and probably the mid and probably the mid two thousands and they're the bounce back. And so I'm segueing, you know, with the whole Buster Rhymes getting old, I'm segueing this to the, the best the best cipher of the night was the Death Squad cipher. And if you don't know who Death Squad is, that is Red Man, Keith Murray, and Give Me Young, because I can't think of his name right now. Um Oh man, I can't think of saying you I gotta go I got now I gotta go look it up because 'cause I'm I watched the cipher. I did see that cipher on YouTube. Is it Keith Keith Murray, Red Man and uh I can't think of his name right now, dog. I just like we're blank on his name. Like, yo, we can't have no dead solids. I'm not trying Eric Sermon. I'm like yeah, hey, yeah. what is this boy name? Eric Sermon, yeah. yeah. And yo, I know Red Man said, I listened to the cipher, Red Man had a line. I didn't know Death Squad got dropped from Death Jam. I didn't know that either. Yeah, he said it in his rhyme. That's what, you know, he pretty much threw the middle finger up to him. Yeah, didn't didn't I know that? Because I know he was with Death, he was with Death Jam for a long time. He dropped yeah. a lot of his stuff on, off Death Jam. Because he was like, we still getting money. He was like, Def Jam drop us and we still getting money. Yeah, yeah, I remember him saying something about being independent. Yeah, I do, I do remember that part. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, just just uh, just in relations to, you know, we were saying about Buster Rhymes, you know, getting old. This boy, Red Man, what made this so, what made this moment so great? Because, like I said, Red Man was going through it for a while. The boys lost weight. Bullet well, like he bought in his early twenties again. Still rocking cornrows though, but you know, this I mean, hey, that's his thing. He ain't rocking dreads like everybody else. So um but again, but now nah, man, you know, Red Man looked really good, you know, doing that cipher and he 
straight up murdered it in that cipher as well. So I got to say big up, big up to Death Squad, and hopefully to see these boys drop uh, drop a project real soon. Um, and then in relation to the rest of the ciphers, rest of the ciphers were good. Uh, most of the ciphers mostly consisted of uh, a lot of new up and coming cats um, that are that are coming onto the hip hop scene, stuff like that. Um, I know they had like Casey Veggies. Uh, I know Tink was in one of the first ciphers that they had on there. Um, another one of the cool ciphers was with the Roots. That was another very good cool. That was another very cool one because the 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 people that they had on there um, were part of a Broadway uh, hip hop show, and they straight up like just murked it. They they just killed a lot of a lot of the other ciphers that came on as well. Because it was so, because it because it was so different, and, right? Um, and the you know, in the in the track and the beat that they were freestyling too as well. Um, other cipher was the beatbox cipher, which was at Rizel and um, a girl named Nicole. She's a like a YouTube sensation in a sense, but man, she beatbox. She is cold. Is she Asian? No, she's black. Oh, okay. She, she can kill Rezel because we used to think, you know, when Rezel came up, we was like, he was like the coldest beatboxer next to freaking Dougie Fresh, and Dougie Fresh was in there too. But girl Nicole killed it though. That's what's straight, up. Straight up killed it. Um, okay, but overall, man, okay, I'm gonna give you some, give y'all guys some thoughts on what I thought about the uh, Beat Hip Hop Awards. Um, as a whole, I rate the show a six out of ten. Let me tell you why I rated six out of ten. Um, I really think, like I was saying before, I was missing a lot of the artists that were mainly nominated and they were not in attendance because typically the format of most award shows is example. Big Sean won a lot of awards. You would think he would be on the show performing most of these songs or something new off, you know, off an album or something that's upcoming. And then all of a sudden he wins because everybody knows that's how most award shows are set up. The artist that typically wins on some categories ends up performing and they win the award right like freaking right after they perform. So uh, a lot of that, so it wasn't a lot of a lot of the artists they nominated like um, like Big Sean, like Kendrick Lamar, Fetty Wap. Of course, had reasons why he didn't why he didn't perform because of the accident. Uh, I know when those Nick, there wasn't Nicki Minaj in attendance at all either. She was nominated for a bunch of awards. So it's crazy. Like a lot of their award shows are, um, are starting to be like that. Um, other things I want to touch on about the, about the award show is, um, I know this is Snoop's second year, you know, hosting the show. I don't think it was a good look to have him host a show a second year in a row. Um, unless they just got amazing rating from the 2014 BTL Hop Awards, which I mean, he had some funny skits here and there, but it wasn't, he didn't really do anything for the show that would just made you just like glued to it or you just, you know, rolling around laughing about, you know, anything that he was mentioning or anything like that per se. Um, but I think they should, you know, going forward with the BTL Hop Awards, I think as far as host wise, they need to get somebody that's more. They're going to continue to have it in Atlanta. They need to get somebody that's more, that's more, I'm not going to say, because Snoop is not, a person. I'm not saying Snoop is not relevant or anything like that, 
for somebody that's for that particular time period and even just for that year that's hot and that's popping, that's all around. And they don't necessarily have to be an artist or an old artist or anything like that. Just anybody, man. They could have freaking got freaking guys. They could have freaking got Stevie J and Jocelyn to, to host the BT Hop Awards. Well, you know, Kevin Hart hosted it a couple of times. And, um, and yeah, and, and on top of that, he was hot at the time, you know, yeah. because typically these war shows typically try to get, you know, comedians or people that are, that are going to be keeping everybody laughing and keep their attention in the show, you know, and, and you know, and make, and make fun of and make punchlines on certain situations, you know, that may have gone on the year or things that's going on in hip hop. So I think they need to they need to reevaluate you know the whole situation for the Beats Hip Hop Awards. Um, other things I want to touch on the location. All right, so I understand you know of course you're gonna pop and you know be loud for the people that's from ATL. An example: Future, Dro, Ti. Oh, you know that's that's normal and that's all well that's all well and good, but I think that. Because, you know, Atlanta is what it is. It's the new, it's the Hollywood on the East Coast, per se. And um, I think they need to really, like, really think about moving the moving the BT Hip Hop Awards to other regions. I mean, being that it is hip hop, I would have thought they would have started the Hip Hop Awards in the, you know, where it all originated, which is New York. Um, that would be a good spot. Or shoot, even, you know. Do the Beats Hip Hop Awards, they want to have it in the South? Shoot, do it in Houston or something like that. That would have been a great thing if they would have, if they're moving the awards from location to location because people that don't have the means to travel and go to the awards, they get a chance to go and there's more excitement involved in the show and the show is going to feel and be a lot more lively. Imagine if Scarface would have won I'm Hip Hop Award in Houston. You know what, though, with that, they work out when they first do these award shows, they work out contracts with certain places to do it there so long. That's why the Grammys always been in L.A. That's why the Billboard Awards mostly in New York. Like, And most shows, I mean, yeah, most shows are that way where they're always in a stationary location, just like BET Awards is always in L.A. Which you know, I understand to get that, but I just think with just you know, just for it to be you know different from everything else, just to make it a little bit more different from all the other award shows, I think to freshen things up, I think the first things up with the BT Pop Awards, I think they should move it around to like you know Houston, L.A., New York, Miami. Shoot, even having it in Miami for God's sakes, I mean, you know, just somewhere. I mean, I think I'm not saying. Well, okay, yeah, I am. Um, I think Atlanta, when it comes to a lot of things with so much with reality TV shows and love and hip-hop and all these shows being shot in Atlanta, I feel like Atlanta is becoming very overrated when it comes into the entertainment. There are other places for us to do these things and have these events at. And I think they need to, I think these, you know, these networks need to shop the market and and do other things in other places to freshen it up and liven it up a little bit. So, because after a while, you know, Atlanta's just going to expect for certain things to just be there. Or, you know, why didn't we get it? Because, you know, we have everything here. So, you know, just stuff like that. So, but overall, I mean, like I said, the BT Hip Hop Awards, it was okay. It wasn't nothing that I can say that, oh, man, you know, 
that I had like a bunch of, there was a bunch of moments during that show that were just like super memorable, memorable and like, oh man, do you remember? Or you, well, I feel compelled. I got to go back on YouTube and hunt down this particular moment in the show or anything like that. It was, it was really okay. It wasn't anything, nothing too special to go, to go run and go see or watch again. Right, right. Well, I'm kind of not disappointed. I didn't see it then. Yeah, I mean, you didn't miss it. You didn't miss. You didn't miss too much, man. You didn't miss too much anything. Uh, all right, now that we're done with our recap on BT Hip Hop Awards, um, oh yeah, um, just to bring up another award show uh, that went on. Didn't get a chance to catch it. Um, it would happen like the, that Sunday, going like after the. After the BT Hip Hop Awards, um, you have a award show called the Dove Awards. Uh, Dove Awards is you can kind of you can well you can say that it's basically like a like a Christian music award show. Um, but just to bring up, uh, the Boy Lecrae did win Rap Hip Hop Album, Best Rap Hip Hop Album, Best Rap, uh, Best Rap Artist of the Year. Oh no, Best Thing was like Best Rap Album of the Year. Uh, uh, and Domino won an award for You Can't Stop Me. And KB, uh, from what I heard, I gotta go back, I gotta go and watch it, but I've seen highlights that he he's another artist on Lecrae's record label. He freaking just killed his performance. So I gotta go hunt that down and watch that. Um but that's another award show y'all can you know, y'all can watch for. Still, you know, like I like we say before. It's all different types of hip hop. Everybody got a different message that they're that they're trying to deliver to the to the people. So that's what's up. I didn't even never heard of the the the, the dub awards. So that'd be something for me to check out. Yep, the performances are always like most of the performances are always on point. Um, all right, man, let's get into uh, top rap albums on the Billboard this week. We got. Um, the boy Mac Miller with Good AM um, at the number five spot. Uh, Benny, we didn't talk about Billboard's last week on the pre BT Hip Hop War show. He was at number three, dropped down, and then he dropped down to the number five spot. Yeah, Future still holding down, still holding on. He dropped down. He was at number five last week. He's uh, went back up to number four. Probably all really based around his. BT Hip Hop Award, BT Hip Hop Award performance, more likely. Um, you got at number three, you got Drake and Future. What a time to be alive! Last week they debuted at number one. Uh, you got number two, which is Fetty Wap with the self-titled album Fetty Wap. Um, he debuted at number two last week, still holding the number two spot. And the number one album, rap album in the country, is The Game with the documentary two, debuting at number one. Yo, I got to say something. You know, I've said it a thousand times. I'm not really a Future fan. Mm-hmm. But that Future and Drake mixtape, the What a Time to Be Alive, it got some bangers on it. I got to I gotta give it to him. It got some straight bangers on it. And, I mean, I can just really just listen to it all day. Okay. I, I just started getting it. I think it just hit Spotify not too long ago. I just found it one or two. Um, I just started listening to I haven't got like really deep into them probably maybe yeah, it's probably like the second song, but you know, I got interrupted, I didn't finish listening to it, so I would be making sure I did do that. But that 
the second track that I heard on the album was jamming as well. And phone that wrong during the time when I would listen to it and kind of like took me out of my moment. But um, yeah, I'm going to make sure I uh, finish checking that out. I'm going to um, tell you the two tracks that are really jamming is um, Where Was You At and Jumpman. Okay. I'll make sure I make sure I go to those. I'm gonna try to probably jump to those first, just to just to him first. Like, like Drake is like I know it's the fall down, but this whole summer Drake just been winning. Drake ain't been like it's like right now 2015 is the year of Drake. Drake ain't been he been on it. Like I don't know why Meek Mills even went and woke that man up the way he did, but he like did the Meek Mills did something like what Jay did to Nas. Yeah, he woke up. He woke up a sleeping giant. Thought he wasn't gonna say nothing. So you know, it's crazy, and the music sound good. I gotta give it to him, man. Yep, because I know in the past, I know when Drake first really hit the scene, man, boys, especially males in in general, were very lukewarm on Drake. Everybody was like, "Man, he sing too much. I don't want to listen to him." So yeah, because he got one album where it's just basically he's singing the whole album. And then yeah. he came back, like like uh headlines, headlines was song. He was just spitting on headlines. Yeah. And then he came back with another song where he's singing. Like yeah. they, they just turn you on and off so Especially when you especially hear, you know, you want to hear a rap album. Hey, hopefully, right. hey, hopefully we'll uh eventually, hopefully eventually we'll get a a full rap Drake album real soon. Just straight up, straight up spitting. It'll probably one of his most popular albums when he when he does decide to do a project like that. So now it's something I want to address. I've been listening to a lot of R and B artists who are rapping, and I gotta give it to them: Chris Brown and Trey Songz. For them to be primarily R and B artists, those boys got some serious flow. I gotta give it to them, dog. Like. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris can man. Yeah, Chris can get down with with some of the best rappers. To be honest. To me, Trey better than Chris though. Yeah, I've heard. Um, I've heard a couple songs that that some, as far as mixtape wise that I heard Trey songs rapping on. And when Trey songs team up with Fabulous, I don't. I don't know if Fabulous be ghost riding for him or not. But them boys go hard, man. Like seriously. That's crazy. Yeah, we gotta touch on. Uh, I feel like we gotta. We gotta. This should be a future show for us, man. Touch yeah. on um, the R and B hip hop genre. I know we've, you know, some of us typically don't feel like they're true, true rap, but I mean, they do. They do. They do both. So we're gonna touch on that in a future episode. Righteous. All right, all right. So we got the drop. Um, just so you guys know, the drop is gonna. It's a segment that. Uh, we talk about the new albums that have come out for the week. Um, this week we got the game uh, with the documentary two and the documentary two point five. Drop these out of pretty much like a week of each other. Um, I know with the game, I know uh, it was an interview. He said he record when he was you know doing recording for the documentary two. He recorded, recorded over like seven hundred songs. So. Um, Documented 2 is actually one of the first uh, double disc albums in a very, very long time uh, that I can that I can remember that comes to mind. So, um, but I got to say, 
documentary two, as you guys have heard so far, uh, during the breaks that we've had, um, is a must is a must listen for sure. Must listen. Worth two discs used, two CDs or and some of us, you know, a nineteen track album, well worth the well worth the listen. And I can listen to it from front to back without skipping at all. So that's what's up. You know, those are kind of rare nowadays. Very true, especially for me, man. I'm very picky. I can. Uh, I'm. I'm a, kind of accustomed to learning how to uh, listen to demos. So I listen to music like I listen to demo tapes, and I kind of like cut songs off if I'm not, you know, if it doesn't catch me in the first couple. If it doesn't catch me in the first first couple minutes, or even not even a couple minutes, a couple seconds. So I'm, 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 I have a hot finger when it turns to going to the next song if I don't like it. Uh, we got Big Crit with uh, It's Better This Way. This came, this actually mixtape came out of nowhere. Um, haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I've heard nothing but great things about uh, this mixtape, so I definitely will be checking it out as well. Um, Young, I had two more, um, two more albums that actually came out that I was able to find out that came out last week. We got Machine Gun Kelly with General Admission. And Joe Button with All Love Lost. Hmm. Guess I got four albums to go download. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Yo, I um, you know, you remember a couple shows back? I said I didn't know who Lil Dicky was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know who Lil Dicky is now. The man yeah. is foolish. Yeah, you told me that. You said that on the last show, man. I don't know if you remember that or not. No, nah, I don't because I've been. I, I've been finding myself going every time I go on YouTube, I see a new video from him. Uh-huh. And um, this song he did describing the Lion King. Like, oh my God, man. Like, nobody has done that before. Like, they took he took a Disney cartoon and broke it down to the bare minimum for all idiots. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look into that. I think um, the only video I've seen that that kind of like caught my attention was "Spend That Money," which was that was, that was a very cool video, very cool concept. Like uh, basically, he was convincing people to shoot his video at no cost. It was a video, right? A video he did for pretty much got done for free. So, all right. Um, like even, so, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I said even T Pain let him just jump in his video. Oh yeah, able to use his stand and his cast and everything. Yeah, that was that was that was crazy, crazy. Gotta make sure I gotta also gotta check out his album too. Um, all right, so um, gonna get into our hip hop legend spotlight. Uh, young, who we got this week? We got like one uh, artist. Um, from New York, New York, Kumo D. If you don't know who he is, he was part of the Tetris Three back in the seventies in the beginning of hip hop. When they disbanded, he went solo. He came out with songs like uh, "Wild Wild West." He also is an actor. He's worked with Nas. Uh, Will Smith, he's worked with Big Daddy Kane, Ice T. Um, 
and he has a lot of inspirational rap. He uh, led a lot of movements uh, along with, um, you know, public enemy to, to try to stop the violence and things of that nature. He's also along the types that um, you put them in, put him in a category with uh, African Bombada and the Zulu Nation, those type guys who promoted black pride. He also was one of the first people to ever work with Teddy Riley when Teddy Riley first came into the game and, um, you know, brought in that new Jack Swing era in the early 90s. So, you know, you got to thank Kuhumo D for groups like uh, Silk and Guy. Even though he was a rapper, he was one of the people who spearheaded those R&B, they R&B genre. Um yeah, like I said, guys like Nas, he he mentored them like a lot of New York rappers, and he was like somebody that a lot of them with inspiration. So you know, him being a pioneer in the game is what makes him the hip hop legend this week. Cool, cool, cool. He's got some stuff in there I didn't even know, man. Didn't even know about the whole uh, about the whole guy thing. I can see, I can from yeah, growing up and you know hearing guy, I can see, I can see where that comes from. So. Um, so we're going to end up, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this 11th episode. Um, again, y'all, uh, make sure you guys download the hip hop rejects through pod Bean, stitcher radio, iTunes, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button, uh, and the follow button on those, on those respective sites. That way you guys can get updates on when we drop a new episode every single week. Uh, make sure you guys hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Instagram and also email us at the at the hip hop rejects at Gmail and also you can also find us on Facebook if you search for the hip hop rejects um, and we're gonna send you guys off with another track from the documentary two um, with a track called uh, standing on for standing on Ferraris featuring the boy Diddy. All right, y'all be blessed. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. All right. Yo, yo. Yeah. I put that on Paru. Put that on Paru. Paru. Yo, gang. Let's go. I've been shot, stabbed, left for dead. Walked through every hood in LA. Bandana on my head. Guarantee that shit was red. Machetes and them choppers out. Bitches with they knockers out. I done fucked them all. That's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. From the corner playing lookout to kitchen cookouts. Yeah, that's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. In the 6'4, six, 6'5, six, too big for a Bugatti. That's why I'm standing on Ferraris, Ran nigga. the West for a decade, nigga. Check the bio. Gave you Cincinnati fittings like I get it in Ohio. Autographs on the vinyl. Made the lamb albino. Straight away in the race. That's a Peyton man in spiral. You looking at your idol. Jesus wrote the Bible. Uh-huh. Jesus. That's my Nike town rival. Dead nigga try me now. Like why me now? Looking for red Octobers. I will tie him down. Stay lace, spit nothing but bass. Yeah, all my shit bump like Craig Mac face. Ah, ah, Ask your favorite bitch how my dick tastes. Ask your neighbor's bitch how my dick tastes. Don't take orders, I dictate. Get your shit straight, dick face. Perpetual rollies with the big face. Come on, come on. I got them loving the movement. 
beard so long, I'm feeling like Rick Rubin. I've been shot, stabbed, left for dead. Walked through every hood in LA. Bandana on my head. Guarantee that shit was red. Machetes in them choppers out. Bitches with they knock us out. I done fucked them all. That's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. From the corner playing lookout to kitchen cookouts. Yeah, that's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. In the 6465, too big for a Bugatti. That's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. Top floor to built more. Say they want a wall shit. That's what I'm built for. Lounging. Miami with the eye candy. Bitches named Sandy and Bambi. My exes can't stand me. God bless the nigga with more swag than trigger. More hoes than trigger. Trigger note. That's my nigga though. Figure four down. Figure row. Rick Flair Phantom. All red flannel. Niggas don't hit me though. Spit on models. All Kelly piss on the centerfold. Ever since Doc showed me a billion in the envelope. Love Jimmy fucking the scope. I'm a Don. Walk outside naked. Cuban cigar and Louboutins. Uh -huh. Shit on my lawn. Snakes in the I hear him slithering and hissing whenever I pass. Riding with something French. Chloe Kardashian. 200 on the dash. That's your ass. I've been shot, stabbed, left for dead. Walked through every hood in LA. Bandana on my head. Guarantee that shit was red. Machetes in them choppers out. Bitches with they knockers out. I done fucked them all. That's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. From the corner playing lookout to kitchen cookouts. Yeah, that's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. In the 6'4, 6'5, too big for a Bugatti. That's why I'm standing on Ferraris, nigga. Hey, this nigga game bought me a motherfucking red Ferrari for my birthday, nigga. I put that on Paru. Told me I was honorary. Put that on Paru. I said, nigga, I'm whatever with this motherfucking red Ferrari, nigga. Yeah. I take it. Nigga, game give out red Ferraris for no reason. It was just a Tuesday. A motherfucking Tuesday. Yeah. Nigga said, happy Tuesday, puff. Now that nigga wanna stand on my Ferrari every day. Now that nigga wanna stand on my motherfucking Ferrari all the time. Driving down the street with Hype Williams shooting the video. We ain't even shooting the video, we just motherfucking riding down the street. This nigga got Hype Williams shooting the shit. Yeah. 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 See, this is what happened when that East meets West when we get together. Saying, say fuck the rest and we start partying and bullshitting and having a good time throwing pool parties and shit niggas start buying niggas from the east coast Ferraris and shit shit all good red Ferraris at that nigga shit I ain't got no time for no other shit I just got time to get this motherfucking money man get this money with me man yeah that's what we decided to do so now we get more money than anybody and everybody and the only color that we really motherfucking at the end of the day gonna beef over is that motherfucking green motherfucker fucker fucker